From KPMG, this is Global Perspectives with Hala Mohideen. Hello and welcome to Global Perspectives, the podcast series from KPMG focused on the big international issues and inspiring leaders helping to shape a more sustainable world where CEOs and their companies can flourish. On this month's episode, we're talking cybersecurity. It's arguably one of the biggest risks today to business growth and success. In the latest KPMG CEO Outlook, almost a quarter of senior executives revealed they were underprepared for incidents like ransomware attacks. So what should we be doing to better protect our companies? Our first guest today is Meni Bartzelai. Meni is an internationally known cybersecurity expert and entrepreneur. He's a strategic advisor to leading companies around the world and governments, helping them navigate the murky waters of cyber threats. Meni, thanks for joining us on Global Perspectives. In a recent TEDx talk, you spoke about how this and future generations will document their lives entirely online. Given that we're so willingly handing over our personal data and stories, is the risk of cyber piracy and other online threats just something we're going to have to accept and live with? So definitely in the new reality, um, there are new risks that we need to accept. As the world becomes more dependent on technology, becomes more vulnerable. Technology or innovation is actually a it's a two-sided coin. Every new technology creates new problems as well as new opportunities. If you would think about, I don't know, cars, for example. Cars are amazing. They allowed us to do so many amazing things, but also people started dying because they killed themselves while driving. And that the same goes for everything that we see, autonomous cars, um, virtual reality, augmented reality, biotechnology, smart houses, smart cities, uh, drones, artificial intelligence, anything and everything that will be introduced in the years to come will obviously create new opportunities and at the same time, new problems. And if specifically we're talking about the fact that people are actually adding more and more of their data to the internet, to digital platforms. So this is definitely going to be a big issue. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a, a privacy freak. I have everything. I have accounts on every social media platform out there, and I use it all the time. But even though I'm not a privacy freak, um, I think that the things that are going to happen in the years to come are amazing and terrifying at the same time. And I think everyone and, and anyone should probably consider the decisions we're making right now, because um, the sustainable business model of the internet right now is transforming privacy into profit. Those social media platforms and other companies are actually machines that transform data into or privacy into profit. And they are doing that in various ways. And because of that, they have an incentive to collect more and more of our data because this will allow them to transform more and more of it into profit. So privacy mining, the collection of more and more of our privacy, uh, is going to be a huge issue in the years to come. And that's especially going to happen because of new innovative solutions 
things like wearable devices that will allow companies to collect new type of information, but also the duration of information being collected will be much, much uh, higher. Many, you've traveled the world speaking to CEOs and other leaders about cybersecurity. It's a topic rapidly rising up the boardroom agenda in businesses. Do you think the corporate world is doing enough to deal with cyber threats? So the short answer to this question is obviously no. I think that something has changed in the world in the past 10 years, and we see that regulators and legislators all around the world have shifted the responsibility from the shoulders of the technical people to the shoulders of the business people. And today, the people that are being considered the ones that are responsible for managing the cybersecurity risk effectively as um, senior management and board of directors. And actually, I, I've been in many board of directors discussions in many companies, and it's rare that you sit in one of those meetings and someone is not mentioning cybersecurity. So on one hand, we have huge spike in the level of awareness of those uh, business leaders. I think every CEO today, especially for big companies or especially for big public companies, and every director and board of directors understand that to some extent they are responsible for managing the cyber risk. But there is a huge, huge gap in what companies are actually doing to compare to what they should do. Cybersecurity world has also changed where we moved from prevention, trying to stop hackers from hacking into companies, to detection, understanding that we're not able to stop 100% of the attackers. So what we want to do is detect them the moment they do um, penetrate our network. And now we're seeing the third wave, is that, which is moving from detection or adding response to that. So companies today understand that they need to have a plan in place to deal with the crisis the moment it starts. But the problem is that even though we understand that we need a plan, and even though we understand that if we don't know how to manage a crisis the moment it starts, the company might suffer hundreds of millions of dollars in damages and sometimes even more. We see companies that suffer billions of dollars in damages because of cyber incidents. And even though we understand that, if you go and meet those CEOs and, and, and the board of directors around the world, you will discover that there is a huge gap in, in the company's ability to respond to crisis. And there are many reasons for that, but one of which is the fact that with those traditional control targets in cybersecurity, like prevention and detection, there is a very clear definition of who is responsible to, to manage those means correctly. So the CISO is responsible for prevention. The CISO, the Chief Information Security Officer, is responsible for detection. But when talking about response, this is a multidisciplinary problem that many stakeholders inside the organization need to be involved in. The CEO, the legal counsel, the public relation person, the business continuity people, the business people, the customer support people, the supply chain people, and many, many, many others. And to some extent, those people still don't understand that they have a significant and major role in cybersecurity. They don't see it as their responsibility. They still see cyber as the CISO's problem, as the technical people's problem. And in that sense, we have a huge gap in the world today in the ability to respond effectively 
to a cyber crisis. In a moment, we'll return to the second part of our interview with Meni Bartsalai. But first, let's speak to KPMG's global cybersecurity practice leader, Akilesh Tutea. Akilesh, we've just been hearing from Meni Bartsalai about some of the cybersecurity threats facing the world right now. KPMG's just released its own research. Tell us more about some of your key findings. Our own research has uh, pleasantly surprised us in terms of how fast the industry has moved to embrace the concept of digital trust through cybersecurity. And to unravel, I would like to highlight a few outcomes of the survey which we recently did. So the first thing which came out is that most of our clients believe that in today's business, trust is everything. With the amount of uncertainty which are happening, inability to predict the future, organization want to deal with another organization who they can trust. And what came out uh, very nicely is cybersecurity is now being considered as one of the biggest driver of trust in the digital world. More than a third of the organization recognize that there is a need to increase trust because it drives profitability. We have never seen such a direct correlation between driving trust and improving profitability. And another interesting fact came out is about 65% of the people believe that their information security requirements are now shaped not by compliance, but by a long-term strategic ambition. So in my view, trust is becoming foundational to the success of emerging technology and the businesses which use them. We're living in incredibly uncertain times right now with geopolitical and economic unease piling pressure on CEOs. Given that business leaders are facing an increasing inbox of issues, how much of a priority should they be giving to cybersecurity? On a lighter note, they should be giving all their priority to cybersecurity because that makes my business grow. But on a serious note, uh, that's not true. I don't think that uh, I would advise every CEO of all the businesses to care about cybersecurity in the same level of depth because the cyber risks are uh, quite different for different industries. So my advice and what I'm seeing that the CEO is prioritizing is that for the classical uh, high priority industry for cyber like banking, financial institution, telecommunications, those CEOs fully understand that cybersecurity can be an existential threat to their businesses and they do prioritize it all the time. But what I'm seeing is the new age uh, cyber issues and those are actually hitting those industries which traditionally were considered not necessarily impacted by cybersecurity. And the best example I would share is the automotive industry, where in the past they never cared about cybersecurity because they felt that even if all the technology systems went down, their ability to produce car on an assembly line remains un unimpacted and they could continue to do business without technology systems. But now the same technology which only enables some back office processes has actually become to the core of the industry and the product which they sell. So in today's world, there is no car which is being sold which has and without having the ability to communicate with an external world, either through an app or any other external interface. The cars are capturing in enough amount of data to process to make sure that they make the right decision. And I'm not even talking about the autonomous cars, which actually drive on their own. So with this increase of uh, digital interactivity in the automotive car ecosystem, uh, automotive ecosystem, the need for the CEOs of those companies to worry about cybersecurity is possibly the highest I've seen. Also, there are other industries like oil and gas, which also see those risks in a significant manner because 
in today's world, most of those uh, plants are fully digital. With the advent of Industry 4.0, IoT, edge computing, 5G, and other things, the impact of cybersecurity on those businesses is significant and sometimes can become a risk very quickly. So I do believe that uh, if there is any business who think that they are not digitally powered, they're not data driven, I think they can afford to ignore cybersecurity. But I think if you are a business which uh, rely on digital technologies or use data to make significant decisions, I think the CEOs have no choice but to prioritize the investment in cybersecurity. I would actually uh, say one more thing about you know, how I'm seeing uh, the role of CEO in today's world when it comes to some of those industries is, and I'll take you back maybe 100 years ago when electricity was invented. So when electricity was invented, the people who actually dealt with the electricity, and I call them the CEO of 1900s, which we call the chief electricity officer, they were the one who actually were possibly the highest paid and their job was the most significant. Because here was the industry which was taking the advantage of this newly found energy system called electricity, but it was very dangerous. So if you used electricity and did not control it the way you want to do it, you possibly will hurt your industry. And that's the same thing which I'm now seeing is that the digital is the newfound energy for our corporations today. And I think the role of a CEO is like that, that of a chief electricity officer of 100 years ago to make sure that they use the power of that digital technology the way they did of the, of the electricity and power it without having to cause the damage to their ecosystem. So I do think that uh, if you happen to use digital technologies, you better care about cybersecurity. We've heard about the real challenges cybersecurity creates for the business world. But what are the opportunities for companies that actually take a proactive, strategic approach to the issue? As I said it earlier, in my view, there are, are different kinds of people who look at cyber a different way. As our survey indicated that about 65% uh, of the people are shaping their cybersecurity agendas not based on compliance, but based on the, the future growth. And I see that shift happening more and more. We have been tracking this also through our global CEO outlook survey and where we see the big shift in terms of the CEOs prioritizing cybersecurity because it helps them achieve their long-term growth. The linkage of cybersecurity with trust is absolutely paramount. There has never been such strong linkage of trust driving growth and profitability, and I think the CEOs get it. So clearly, I'm seeing more and more CEOs try and prioritize cybersecurity in a very proactive manner rather than being a reactive. The second thing is that we have learned from various failures that trying to deal with cybersecurity in a reactive basis can be manifold more expensive than doing it proactively. Because imagine you had to deal with all of those issues after an incident happened, uh, the, the, the information of the organization has breached, and you got to then pay fines, you got to compensate the, the, the customers, and then you got to put in all the mechanisms in place already, uh, in, in a retrospective manner. So the second reason which I see is that the ability to provide uh, proactively is far more powerful. The third point I would say is that uh, there are a, a lot of businesses which may feel that the impact of cybersecurity can be uh, containable and is, is not that strong. And those have been hit by ransomware more than others. Because in today's world, uh, the people who are attacking those systems not necessarily going after everybody. They typically go after those who are less prepared. So if you are less prepared, your chances of being attacked are, are anyway higher. I've seen uh, many examples of uh, the trust-based cybersecurity investment happening. In fact, uh, one of the large global platform company 
recently uh, appointed their CISO to a higher level called Chief Trust Officer. And I think that uh, highlights the point that CISOs and the right effective cybersecurity can actually drive trust amongst the business partners. And that could be a crucial step in building the growth and profitability of the business. The last point I would make is that uh, in today's digitally connected world, cybersecurity can actually act as the golden thread which connects all the business operations. So if you have an effective cybersecurity strategy done proactively, you may be able to address a number of those challenges, both regulatory as well as uh, business driven in a big way and create a possibly a better and a longer term sustainable competitive advantage. Akilesh Tuteya, thanks for joining us on Global Perspectives. Now back to the second part of our interview with Many Bartolai. We touched earlier on CEOs slowly taking the issue of cybersecurity seriously. What advice do you have for business leaders who know they need to be proactive and ensure their business is safe, but may be struggling to think of what steps they should be taking? I think that cybersecurity people, the position of cybersecurity people, has changed in the past 15 years. Um, so I used to be the chief information security officer for the technological side of the Israeli intelligence services. And back then, my job was pretty easy because cybersecurity people, we were the yes and no people. So when people ask us whether we can do something, it was easy. We just said yes or no. If that was a risky thing, we said no. If that was something that I think was uh, not uh, very much of a risk, I would say yes. And then at some point, um, cybersecurity as a domain, we matured. And we moved from being the people that said yes and no to people that said how. So now my job was not just to tell you if you could or could not do that. My job was to find a way that will allow you to do that. So if you want to do something which is risky, it was my job to help you to do that, to help you to find a way or to design a way for you to do that. But now I think mostly because of what happened during the COVID-19 uh, era, but also because other things, cybersecurity evolved yet again. And the cybersecurity people have moved from being those problem solvers to innovation enablers. And there is a saying, I don't know who, who coined that, but there is a saying that the only reason that we can allow ourselves to have fast cars is because we have very good brakes. Without good brakes, we wouldn't have fast cars. And I think this is very, very important when talking about cybersecurity. We are in a very exciting moment in, the, in the, the, the journey of humanity through time. Uh, things are going to happen in the years to come, especially with artificial intelligence and smart things and uh, autonomous things. I think it, it is very, very exciting. But if we will not be, if cybersecurity as a domain will not be able to, to find out how we should implement cybersecurity into this innovative world, how can we become innovation enabler? What will happen is that we will have a very, very risky future. And this requires a lot of innovative thinking from cybersecurity people, a lot of creativity, and a lot of, I would say, maturity in order to, to be part of the forces that actually design a better future. And I think that this is, to some extent, a call for action. If you're a cybersecurity professional, just make sure you're staying curious, make sure that you're staying innovative, 
and make sure that we are becoming part of what's going to happen in the years to come. Many Bartzelai, thanks for joining us on Global Perspectives. I'm Hala Mohideen. Join us next time where we'll be chatting to another inspiring business leader. If you want to hear more of KPMG's global podcasts, head now to home.kpmg.com.